friend and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat or go out for a nice walk in nature. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I want to continue once again with our chats around eating habits and more specifically around intermittent fasting. The reason I want to speak about that from the Ayurvedic perspective, and I will continue a little bit more around this next week in psychology again, because there's also the other eating disorders that we haven't looked into. But the reason that I want to do this from the Ayurvedic perspective is that intermittent fasting is really eating with the circadian rhythm, which means eating according to Dinacharya. Doing it that way, it is what is healthiest for us. Yet, what we have come to see is that intermittent fasting can be quite detrimental to our health and more specifically to women. I will explain why to women in a short moment. So if we note that intermittent fasting can be not so healthy for us, yet the Ayurvedic lifestyle, the Nacharya, is supposedly what's best for us, it must mean that there's a difference between the two, of course. And there is a difference between the two, even though both of them are based on the idea that we eat in an eating window, which is linked to when the sun is up or down, right? Intermittent fasting means I fast for a certain number of hours every day, and then I eat during a certain time that I've set aside as this is my eating window, as they sometimes call it. And research has shown now that the healthiest of these kind of um, windows, the ratio eating, no eating, tends to be 12 hours and 12 hours. Yet that is not what is mostly promoted, I want to say, when we look into the different experts around who talk about intermittent fasting. Very often... Or should I say, amongst the people who use it, so maybe not always what the experts are promoting or suggesting, but amongst the people who tend to adopt these procedures, there seem to be a tendency to go towards extreme behavior. My apologies for interrupting the episode for just one minute. I want to let you know that even though the enrollment is now closed for Nourish, Balance, Thrive for this round, 
it is always open for the coming ones. So you can be on the wait list by simply sending me an email or contacting me on Instagram. You find all the details in the show notes of this episode. You can always at any time also get in touch with me for questions and more so for working with me privately, one-on-one sessions, whether this is on a therapeutic level from the clinical psychology perspective or from the Ayurvedic perspective as well. Now back to the episode. So there's the idea that it's an intermittent fast, okay? So I'm fasting for a certain amount of hours and then I'm eating for um, the others. Yet the, let's say, idea of having three meals is therefore, is then also reduced into often just two or even one. Many people that I meet who say that they are intermittent fasting, it almost goes without saying that that means that they have taken one meal away. I should mention here, of course, that myself, I've done intermittent fasting in this perspective of reducing the eating window and therefore taking out one of the meals for about three years, three or four. And I believe that the intention behind it for me was probably quite similar to the intention behind it for many people, specifically women. And that is to control what you eat. If you reduce the number of hours where you're allowed to eat, then it becomes easier, of course, to restrict the calorie intake. This is also the case for men often. But the reason I'm saying that it's often women is, of course, due to the since long time, of course, overall pressure on women that they should always try to lose weight, right? So I want to mention that because what happens is that if we simply say there is a part of the day when I'm eating and a part of the day where I'm not eating, that does not imply whatsoever that I should reduce the number of meals I'm having, actually. And one might even respond to such an idea that, well, yes, of course, there's a part of the day when you're eating, a part of the day when you're not eating. As if that would be normal behavior, right? And I think that for many of us, that is normal behavior. But due to the world that we live in, there's also a big part of the population that does not restrict themselves during the 24 hours to eat at all kinds of times. And it is, of course, for this population where the idea of food restriction or creating an eating window becomes very important. And Hopefully, many of them get help through this. But I would tend to say that if we look out on social media, if we look 
at who is doing this, it is not necessarily those who would tend to eat all kinds of unnutritious food at any time of the 24 hours. This relates back a little bit to what I was speaking about last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, I mentioned this rather new disorder, eating disorder, that we called orthorexia, which is a variation of anorexia, but that is very difficult to detect because it's socially, first of all, very accepted. And then also, in itself, is healthy. So orthorexia being a fact that you restrict your food intake, you're obsessed about what you're eating, eating only very healthy things, only wanting to cook your own food, and if you don't, then there's a lot of stress coming in. Basically to just sum it up. That in itself we could see as something perfectly natural and actually healthy, and it's obviously when it's become something else, that it is unhealthy. And that is what I'm trying to communicate when I'm saying that using intermittent fasting as a lifestyle where you go a little bit more into the extreme is done by people who might not have needed it so much. So, when this becomes unhealthy for people is when the window in which we eat is reduced down so that the fasting period becomes much more important such as 18 20 hours of the day sometimes even 22 <laughs> not because depriving yourself of food for 22 hours is so detrimental. But because doing it as a lifestyle choice, which means every day, just continuing that way, then yes, you are depriving yourself. So what they noted uh, was that there was this risk when someone was doing intermittent fasting and when they were doing it with a larger fasting window than 12 hours of something that they came to call a relative energy deficiency in sport. And I think that the key lays a little bit in that name. So they would call that REDS for short. Energy deficiency is not something that we should maybe aim for, right? However, if we confuse it with calorie restriction, then there might be confusion, right? This idea of calorie in and out, meaning you need to have less calories coming in than your losing in order to maintain or actually reduce your um, body mass, your fat, your weight. But you don't want to reduce your energy levels. That is 
not what we're aiming for. Sometimes when we do a fast, we might note low energy levels. This is different. When we do a fast, as in these periodical fasts, it is a set time where we're doing something out of the order, ordinary. We're doing something for a short period of time and that hopefully we've done in a tested way that we're just not doing any kind of strange things uh, that will make us deficient in uh, vitamins and in minerals. But we do it for a rather short time. So to take the example of the Ayurvedic fast, which is done in a way that is much, much less extreme than many habitual fasts, because it is a monodiet kind of fasting. That means that we are only taking in one type of food, only for the whole period of the fast. And this tends to be what we call kichari, which is a mix of rice and mung dal or beans, mung beans, type of lentil more. The reason that the fast is done with this is of course because there's a possibility to prepare this meal in a way that it will not agitate the blood sugar levels and it will allow for the digestive system to actually relax because it's cooked for so long and it has the benefit of containing all the essential amino acids so that we're not in deficiency. It should also be noted that an Ayurvedic fast is not done as a way to balance ourselves out. So we don't come from a state of illness into an Ayurvedic fast. An Ayurvedic fast is something that we do in order to detox while we are actually already balanced. So it's more a question of having maintained the right type of lifestyle so that we're in a good place, we're balanced, and twice a year, for instance, we decide to do a fast in order to help the body eliminate toxins that might have accumulated over time. So you can see how this is different. It is something that is done in within, let's say, set dates, and it is done in a safe way because we're not restricting ourselves fully, as if we were just taking water, for instance, or nothing. And it is done while we are actually already in a healthy place, so not as a way to cure. Yet when we are doing this, because there is, of course, calorie restriction in this, we are experiencing low energy, which is actually what we're going through in the program that I have, my online program, just this um, past month. It is also, of course, why while you're doing this kind of fast, it is recommended to reduce physical activity, to focus more on meditation, go within. It's a retreat. 
it's a retreat within yourself. Very different from taking on a lifestyle of intermittent fasting where I reduce my eating window so much that I feel depleted actually. This relative energy deficiency in sports is noted in both men and women, but it was noted first and foremost in women. And it can bring a certain amount of issues that are actually quite detrimental, such as um, reduced bone strength. And of course, something that is unfortunately quite common, the loss of your menstrua menstrual cycle. What they found was that this tend to happen specifically for women if the Eden window was lower than, or smaller, maybe I should say, than 12 hours. What is also really important to mention is that <clears throat> most studies in general on a lot of things, and very much when it came to this time-restricted feeding behavior, was done on only male demographic. And it's only in recent times that they now impose on researchers to have both male and female part of the studies. So you see all these experts promoting intermittent fasting and they don't take under consideration the fact that a lot of women are even more prone to get onto this trend due to societal pressure on how we should feel about our bodies. When I was listening to professors talking about intermittent fasting and the risks that can come with it and the fact that women, whether it's the restriction of calories or also over-exercising for instance, can tend to experience this loss of menstruation. They mentioned, oh, and that is important not only for women who wants to get pregnant. It makes me so surprised. Well, of course it's not about whether you want to be fertile right now or not. It is the fact that losing your menstrual cycle is a huge sign that something is off, that something is not working in your body. The same way that a headache is a sign that there's something that's not going on the way it should be. It is absolutely not a good sign if you lose your period and it is not helpful at all to put someone on a contraceptive because they lost their period in order for the period to air quote come back because it doesn't 
when you are on any kind of contraceptives that are hormonal treatments, you are not having your period. You're bleeding, and that's a way to trick yourself into believing that you have a menstrual cycle, but you're not because your ovaries have been put to sleep. One of the biggest reasons, they say, that this energy deficiency happens more in women is, of course, linked to what I said just a few minutes ago about what society is expecting from us, but also the fact that women who tend to go on these intermittent fasting lifestyle choices, they not only reduce their eating window, they change the kind of food they're eating, and they increase their physical exercise. I am so grateful that you have chosen to give me some time of your day to listen to this episode. Now, this is all done on my free time. There's no money involved in this podcast. So if you would like to support me somehow, I would love for that to happen. And you could do that by simply rating and reviewing. So what that means is that if you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can simply give me five stars review and you can give me a commentary. Obviously, if you feel that it deserves it. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy the listening. What happens when a woman's body is noting reduced energy levels? Well, the body is reading that as starvation mode. And when the body thinks that we're starving, what does it do? If we are starving, we better make sure not to get pregnant. And so it stops everything. It's like it's like when your phone tells you there's only 5% left of energy. Do you want to go on low energy mode? Women have much more fragile vata because vata is responsible for different processes in the body, movement. Due to the fact that we have hormonal cycles, we are therefore more exposed to things happening while our cycle is moving, which is it is obviously all the time. This is why during different phases of the 28 days-ish cycle women will experience moments when they have more energy when they have less energy when they have cravings when they're feeling a certain way they're feeling extrovert so they want to go out and socialize or they're feeling introvert they want to get into their cocoon all of that is linked to how their hormones function during their cycle and all of that is therefore linked to the energy of movement being active and therefore more easily aggravated in their bodies. And so we see disruption in the vata dosha on early stages when women are playing around too much with their energy levels. Let's come back to something I said in the previous episode. It has been shown in studies that when it comes to the benefits, specifically weight loss benefits, there is actually not a significant difference between someone having the eating window 12 hours or someone having the eating window of 10 hours. Therefore, it is beneficial for 
any woman to maintain the 12 hour since that will do just as good to their weight loss as 10 but it will also allow for this woman to maintain a balanced state of well first of all bones but of their overall energy levels remembering that energy levels when they start to go down it's like that telephone it goes on energy saving mode that means little by little it becomes it starts to shut down different processes in the body whereas for men it works in a different way first of all they don't have that monthly cycle in the same way but also they can starve and still produce sperm which in itself gives us information there so remember when you take on the idea of intermittent fasting if you're a woman or if you're a man it is not the same thing and also you want to take that on not in a way to reduce your energy levels but instead to increase them if you are ever experiencing low energy levels and difficulties to concentrate feeling weak in general and then you start to compensate by adding in more caffeine for instance or other things then you are not going in the right direction it's important to maintain that thought that fact in your mind because while you're in it you might not see it as clearly thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode i am very grateful if you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this please help me to spread the word share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging and even more so i would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone of your earpods of this microphone and i would love to hear your thoughts on what i've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is charlotte this is me see you next time namaste